Okay, guys, please do us a favor. Please subscribe on iTunes, but follow on Spotify. We're currently at about 460 followers, and Mum said she'd cook us our favorite meal if we get to 500. Hi. Hi, who's this? Nathan. G'day, Nathan. My name's Josh. I'm here with my brother, Sam, and we're currently doing a podcast at the moment, and we're just ringing around to see what people's favourite live music event they've ever been to is. Uh, The best live music event I've ever been to would be Rufus, I reckon, at Sydney Mind Music Bowl. What made it such a great event? They were just uh, good, fun. I've never seen Rufus before. Would you go again? Definitely. And would you recommend people to go and see Rufus? I would. Absolutely. Beautiful. Nathan, thank you very much. Yeah, lads. Sam, Robin Lynch is like the morning paper. It's got your personal column, it's got your news, and it's got your quiz, Josh. This is Bromley Lynch. Sam, it's always a great question, I reckon, that one. Even if you're not the biggest music buff, what's your favourite live music event you've been to? Well, I'm a big Meredith fan. Meredith Music Festival. Yeah, Josh, we've been to a few. We've got a great crew that we sort of go with. It's just a a great atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I call it the happiest place on earth. It is. When I'm there. There's... Absolutely no judgment, which is great. But I would say the best live act I saw there was Ross Wilson. Oh, yeah. From, like, he did the Eagle Rock. So, from Daddy Cool. Yeah. And that was an unbelievable experience. People just singing chorus. And and some people might not know this, but in different states in Australia, it's quite common when Eagle Rock comes on, if you're at a wedding or some sort of function, for people to take their their pants down. Leave the the undies on, undies on, but take the pants down. Now, I saw maybe 15,000 people with their pants down at Meredith. And it was quite a moment. I want to know the origins of why someone, why people take their pants down during Eagle Rock. Josh, what about you? Uh, Favourite live performance you've I'd seen? I'd say, you know, I'm Meredith goer as well. Love Meredith. But the best one out concert I've seen is either Foo Fighters at the start of this year Ooh. or Bruce Springsteen in 2016 at Amy Park was one of the more memorable nights I've had. Sam, it started well. We had Diesel on as a as a starting act and then we had Jet Ooh. and then Bruce came on. And Bruce, you'd think like, you know, I think he was like high 60s at this time, but Sam, the energy he showed was that of like a young stallion. And it was like a three-hour concert. You paid good money, but you got, got, what, you, got what you paid for big time. And I, you pulled out of that one. I did. I pulled out. I don't know why I pulled out, but I... I silly, silly decisions. A lot of regrets to that one. It is. Bet, like Bruce Springsteen, because you just don't know at that age bracket mm. if they will return. Well, if, you if don't know if they're, gonna, their, if they're in their 60s. You just don't know if they're going to come back to Australia. Because, Josh, you talk to people who aren't from Australia and they just think Australia is literally like a 48-hour commute. <laughs> they, they just think it's so far away. It is. But I suppose we're so used to being so far away from everything yeah. else that it's not too bad for us. No, nah, Sam, it was one of the better concerts I've seen. Sam, last week, school excursion as a teacher. Really exciting. 
You get a day, like usually I had six on that day. Yeah. Are you as excited as a teacher as you were as a student for excursions? Sam, I think it changes. I think depending the excursion, so where you're going, the venue, those sorts of things. Like there's a number of different things come, like coming into that that determine as a teacher, is this going to be a good day or is this going to be a day that's tough? It's definitely like as a teacher, I'm, I'm sure, Josh, that it's before an excursion, it's, it's all about risk assessment. Sam, it's, it's risk assessment. Yeah. It's what can possibly go wrong. So you've got, to, you've got to put yourself into the shoes of a 15-year-old, okay? And typically the males will do something something silly yeah okay it's, so it's I'll, their chance to show off sam i've actually sat down with a couple of my teacher friends and i actually asked a couple of the students as well i did a little survey this is what i do for the bromley lynch podcast so excursions for teachers and excursions for staff what makes a great excursion so i'm going to start with the students and sam please feel free to come in whenever you like okay we'll you want the back seat of the bus okay you're in the bus the line for the bus you, the, You've never listened to the teacher more than when they say, get to the bus, okay? That's when they listen. Territory battle. Territory battle, get to the back of the bus. I was always inclined to go second from the back. Yeah. You know why, Josh? Because you had angle. Yeah. You had the ability to move your neck to yeah. see the back of the, the back seats <laughs> yeah. and also talk to the people in the Big front time. seat. Big time. Sam, I think that we want the short short bus ride when we're a student, okay? We want we don't want to be on there for too long. can get a bit crowded for, Gru- those, for those students. Grueling. Short bus ride. When we get out there, we want freedom to roam, okay? I don't think as a student, I don't want to be stuck in a museum. I don't want to be stuck in somewhere where I have to be quiet. I want freedom to roam and express myself. I want outside, okay? That's what I want as a student. Sam, I want junk food accessibility. That is imperative to... Because that's sort of like... You base your whole day around your hot chips. Yep. You base your whole day around where am I getting the can of Coke from Josh? as a kid? No, it's especially for us growing up in Ballarat. A lot of excursions were out of Ballarat. So Melbourne, Melbourne, Geelong, out of Ballarat. Yeah. And it was always, are we stopping at Macca's on the way home? That's the biggest one. That is the biggest one. Is there a stop on the way home? And Sam, do you know what I want as a student? I want landscapes that invite risky behavior. So anything with a water... Okay, that is surrounded by a surface. So anything like a, a pond, okay, that you need to jump over to get into, that's what I want as a student. Ocean, pier, you go to a pier, okay, you go to a pier as a, as a teacher, you know that you're in for like the next 30 minutes is, is hell, okay? It is genuine hell as a teacher on a pier, okay? Because you're thinking, where is this kid going to jump off? It's not even a question of if, it's a question of when. when. <laughs> okay, when is this kid going to jump off? And it's usually the least suspect you go through like Johnny, Timmy, Sarah, they're probably going to be. But then it's like Bobby. No, it's Bobby, the ones that are easily, I suppose, influenced <laughs> yeah, by the Yeah, exactly right. So, that's always worse. But then I was thinking, Sam, I've been a student before, but now I'm a staff member. Okay, mature staff member. That's who I am. Okay, do yes, you think? You, yes, you are, Josh. <laughs> Mr. Bromley Lynch. Sam, I want front seats of the bus. Anyone takes my front seat, <laughs> done. Okay, they're gone. Okay, I want, when we get out there... We want cafe within walking distance, okay? That is imperative. Cafe within walking distance. Not the junk food stuff. I want a latte with an almond croissant, okay? And I want to be able to see the students in a way that I don't have to really move. Student-led activity, so like an amazing race is great because you don't actually have to speak to them that much. So they just go out there for the day. They're gone, okay? You don't. Re- what you don't see, 
okay? You don't. you don't have to worry about. And no place with large amounts of water or piers, yep. okay? That's what we don't want yep. that, as, a, as a staff member. We're going inland. Sam, we're going inland, okay? Yep. That's fine for me, okay? The more boring, the better, yep. okay? <laughs> That's what we want and as And also, you want other people facilitating. Oh, Facilitating. Sam, Sam. Yep. Why, why do it yourself when you can get someone else to facilitate? Now, Josh, do you remember... <laughs> This takes me back to an excursion, a camp we had. Oh, yeah. And we were on the same page with our teacher. Okay, so in year five or year six, we went on the Ned Kelly camp. Oh, yeah. And I don't mean to... (laughs) I don't mean to throw this teacher under the bus, but he's also a listener of the podcast. Yeah. Can we say his name? Mark Warwick. Mark Warwick, yeah. Great man. Someone we've, we've always kept in contact with. But I still remember going through the Ned Kelly Museum as a grade six student. And about four or five of us decided, nah, the man taking it was becoming very boring. And it's been an all day thing. All like day. It's been all day. We've gone through like the yeah. graves, yeah. like looking at the graves his, and the graveyards of the di- where he was shot, those yeah. sorts of things. But then we go to the museum. Yeah. Like we've seen enough. Yeah. We don't need the we've, museum. We'd just done a whole term on Ned so, Kelly uh, yeah. and know your audience. Yeah. I, what, I say to this guy, and, know your audience. And what he's telling us, we already know. Yeah. Okay. We know everything about Ned. Yeah. Where he was born, everything like that. Such is life. All that sort of Sam, stuff. Sam, go on. We thought, no, nah, we can't do this anymore. And it was in like a basement and it was hot. And like, you can imagine kids, when it gets hot, your attention span is like minimal. Yeah. So we, we decide, no, nah, we're out. We're out. And then Mark Warwick comes up and I thought, you know, he's just going to tell us politely, just go back down, guys. We've got to get to the end of it. And he's like, oh, thank God we're out of there. Something like that. He's like, we need this break, don't we? Let's just have five minutes just to chill out here and then we'll go back down. But he, like, this was the the time that the teacher and the student was on the same page. Sam, well and truly on the same page. But that was probably best camp I've been on. That was one of the, but that day of the excursion of the camp, that wasn't the greatest. Yeah, no. At all. Not at all. Speaking of children and parents, I was having a conversation with a few people during the the weekend Mm -hmm. and we are talking about lies that your parents told you as kids to to convince you to do things. Can you think of any right now? So, for example... The the big one for me, Sam, comes with being at the beach. If you eat, do not go in the water for at least 40 minutes. Arbitrary. Yeah. Who who came up with that? I, I don't get why... Why that was even a thing, mm. the the forty minute, I suppose, grace period. Do you reckon it was because they couldn't be bothered moving after lunch? Absolutely. Yeah. We all know as we get older that yeah. once you've had a feed, especially on like a hot day, mm-hmm. you start to get a bit tired. You almost want to have a nap. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably why the the forty minute grace period came in. Eating crust will help your hair get curlier. Yeah, was another one. I didn't eat my crust. I had very curly hair. Eating carrots will help you see in the dark. Bullshit. I call bullshit. It will. Okay. Pulling faces in the wind, your face will get stuck. Why is that even an issue? Uh, I don't understand. Do you know what I mean? Like, why is that even an issue? It's, it was just like, if you're poking your tongue out like or rude. something rude, yeah, that's okay. when your parents or people around you would sort of get that. Your face will get yeah. stuck. Telling lies, yeah. your nose will grow. Yeah. Pinocchio. We've all, re- we've all read the book. Okay. <laughs> See, I, I was thinking at stages when I told a lie, I would go down to the mirror and like actually look... I don't think it's got any no, bigger. No, but exactly. I'm telling heaps of lies. Josh, so I, I thought to do some research and I found a site that has a few other lies that parents had told kids. Are so, they like myths? So, yeah, they're myths. It's, yeah. it's to convince... I would love to know from the parents out there, especially like the parents that are similar age to us, if you're now pulling the same lies. When you think about it, like the person that came up with... So, if this kid eats his carrot, I'm going to tell him. Night vision. He's got night vision if he eats his carrot. So, that that person, well done to them. Josh, so just a couple more. 
My flatmate grew up on a farm and was told by her parents that their TV only worked when it rained. <laughs> she believed this for far, far too long. I was told that every person gets 10,000 words per month. If you reach the limit, you couldn't physically speak until the new month began. All my dad had to say was, careful, you're already at 9,000 words. And it would shut me right up. That is, that is great. Josh, I would love people out there, yeah. whether you're a parent or you can remember what your parents told you growing up or yeah. adults around you told you to try and stop you from doing something or to try and get you to eat something healthier, yep. to try and, I remember like, um, not sit at the too close to the television because oh, your, your yeah. eyes would go square. That was a huge that one. That was a big one for us in the Bromley Lynch household. That was a huge one in because we were close to that TV. And there was like four of us, so it was sort of front row seats yeah. you wanted. So by the end of it, you're about four centimetres away. But now, Josh, like there's also lies for the good. So my father always said the animals on the side of the road were just taking a nap since the road was warm. <laughs> so letting the kid down lightly because yeah. you don't want to tell your kid that that kangaroo has unfortunately been hit by a car and died tragically you know internal bleeding Sam, this this brings me to something the other week my mum calls me mm-hmm. jenny mm-hmm. and says oh you've got to answer a question you've got to answer a question for spencer spencer is our seven-year-old is he seven yeah seven seven-year-old nephew and the question was where do people go when they die i'm on the phone sam i'm like i had a big one the night before i'm like i don't need this right now <laughs> I don't even know. So You're I'm, probably like, Spencer, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. So then I'm thinking, when I, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? I'm thinking Lion King. Yep. Mufasa. Yep. What did Mufasa say? They go up to the stars. Yep. And that is what the line I gave to young Spencer. Okay. So that was, uh, do you think that's letting uh, him down lightly? Absolutely. Also, Josh, I've just found one more lie that a, a parent told a kid. My dad said Pulp Fiction was a documentary about oranges so that I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> For those uh, that haven't seen Pulp Fiction, probably one of the most gory, oh, um, yeah. gruesome yeah. movies that you'll see. Not Great suit- one, though. Not suitable Not for, suitable for people under the age of 15. Not at all. Hence the warnings. Josh, I've, I've got some news. Go for it. Think about the greatest flight you've ever been on. Now, I'm talking like comfort, comfort. accessibility to other seats. Yep. Can you Have you got one in your head? I think our flight that we had uh, to LA... I reckon that was a great flight. I ended up on the on the second leg with my best mate Sammy Sher, yeah. and we had a seat between us, and we we're just talking the whole time, and we had leg room. Yep. That's so I think that was the best one. That's a good flight. Yeah, that's great a good flight. flight. Yeah. Well, not as good as Kai Forsyth uh-huh. here, Josh, a United States man uh, who jumped on a flight from London to Orlando in January. London okay. to Orlando. So it's about an eight to ten hour flight, yep. depending on wind, nautical direction, all that sort of stuff. Can you uh, spell nautical? N A U T I C A L. Well done. Thank Good. you, Josh. <laughs> Kai Forsyth. So he jumped on this flight from London to Orlando. As I said, about an eight to ten hour flight. You're probably not loving that flight. No. A lot of people love that, you know, America to yeah. the UK and vice versa. Yeah. He's put his experience on the TikToks. Oh, so Kai rocked up to the lounge in in London yeah. and he noticed that, you know, when you're about to get on a flight and there's just so many people yeah. and everyone's like looking a bit miserable yeah. and it's just like, this is going to be horrible. There was just, he did, he, there was no one around and he's like, what's going on here? I, I don't get what's going on here. There's no one else in line. He was sort of looking at the person on reception being like, being 
Like, where is everyone? Am I in the wrong... Am I in the wrong terminal? Am I in the wrong terminal? He actually thought that Ashton Kutcher was about to pop out and say, (laughs) mate, you are about to be punked. Okay, so he was looking for TV cameras, all those sorts of things. It turned out that no one else was on the flight. Just him. Just him. Okay, so this video has actually got over 4 million views now of his experience on this flight. You should see the size of the plane and how many empty seats there are. And he'd have like... Four people looking after him. Well, mate, more than that. It's a four to one ratio more of people that. looking after him. But Josh, him. you would think at no one else on the plane, you were a chance of an upgrade to first class or business class. No. No. However, he did get access to four seats, which he was able to spread his legs across <laughs> and put the sort of armrests up and have a sleep. He got as much access to the food as he possibly wanted yep. and was like watching television with the staff. What? Um, yeah, phenomenal. That will never happen again. No, it will never, never, ever happen, ha- never, ever I'm happen again. I'm surprised they didn't cancel the flight because of the fuel cost. I understand that. But a spokesperson for British Airways told Fox that the flight had other passengers on board. However, it was unclear that they were seated in first class or another section of the plane. That's how big the bloody plane was. They didn't even know that there was other people on there. (laughs) It took me, Josh, as I said to the start, what's your best experience? But what's your worst experience in terms of... Well, I'm not talking turbulence. I'm talking like crowded... I know it. Go on. Sam, I'm coming back from China and I was teaching over there. So I'm pretty knackered by the end of that. I did like an eight-day te- teaching teaching course over there, which has really worked out well, you know, <laughs> teaching over there. And then I'm like, okay, I want to try and fall asleep and get as much sleep as I can. So I had some assistance with the sleep, some mm-hmm. sleeping pills, because yep. I'm just going to own that. Yeah. You need for me, I need it yep. on those on those flights. So I took it just as we sat down in the chair, okay, in my seat. So I'm like, okay, so we'll take off. The food will come out, and by that time, full belly, I'm going to be asleep. Sam. The plane was on the tarmac for a good two hours. Yeah, okay, nice. so I was half asleep, and Sam, me trying to eat my food with two sleeping pills in the <laughs> in the pallet. My God, it was the most disgraceful thing I've ever done. Like seriously, and it was shocking food. It was like noodles. I was getting them everywhere. I was uh, borderline. So the person next to me had to see if I was okay. I bet they did. Sam, they honestly did. I was eating it. I was like drooling. It was no good. So lesson for me there is time it time, time it to perfection wait till you well wait two wheels are up yeah. in the air and that was just not a good flight that was like a 16 hour flight 10 hour stopover in forget where it was but that was a tough flight tough i reckon when you when and i was looking you know how you got the map and we're, we're flying over siberia and i'm yeah. like fucking hell this sucks yeah you know like yeah. we're flying over siberia trips home are always worse than trips there you can oh, you yeah. can almost like if you're going on a holiday whatever it might be and your trip over might have the exact same service might be the exact same time of oh, delays, exactly but right. the fact that you're going somewhere yeah. makes it a lot easier on the mind to handle rather than coming back. Well, you sort of got like that end goal in mind, yeah. don't you? You know what you're coming back to. Yeah. On the way there, it's foreign. You don't know what you're getting. Absolutely. And not. usually, like you've got you're full of positivity. Yeah. And you're like, this is just part of the travel experience. Yeah, it is. On the way home, it's like, get me the fuck off this plane. <laughs> you are. Yeah. Honestly, but I've never got like the you know when the plane finishes, I've never understood why people everyone stands up straight away, especially yeah. if you're in the middle aisles. Yeah. Do you know that? I do you notice that? I understand. I've never noticed. I've never realised why people do it. Wait until they open the doors because usually it does take about 20 minutes for them to open the doors. It does. Josh? What about your flight? I had a flight, an internal flight in Vietnam yeah. that was very questionable. 
it was not the greatest of experiences. Oh, yeah. But an experience that I think everyone should have. Oh, absolutely. Sam, speaking of flights and luxury, okay? So, Dan Saunders is an Australian man. He's a Wangaratta boy, actually. So, Wang. sort of country Vic, borderline New South Wales. Is it New South Wales, Wang? It's up no, towards no, that way. No, it's big. Sam, one night he went out and he went to this ATM and he got way more cash than what he actually put into the ATM. Mm-hmm. And he thought the next morning, like, that's a dream. I haven't actually done that. He saw his wallet and there was so much cash in there. He realized there was like a bit of a, a fault in the system with this with his banking. Okay. And at a certain time at night, he could transfer between his credit and his savings account and without withdrawing money, but would be making money, making profit. And I don't want to go into the logistics of it because I, when I was reading, I had no idea what it actually meant. But what it is, is he got more money than what he actually has in his savings okay. account. And no one better than I lid. Okay. Sam, he ended up taking $1.6 million. $1.6 million. $1.6 million of the bank's money. Okay, so he took the bank's money. And Sam, he was a bartender for the next five months. He was not a bartender. He was living the life of luxury. He like threw lavish parties. He took his mates on private jets. He paid off his friends' university bills, everything like that because he was making this money that wasn't his. The thing I don't mind about yeah. his spending there is yeah. that it seems like he's giving experience and helping out others. Yeah. He's not just using it for himself. So, yeah. if he's taking the bank's money and helping others... yeah. Go for your life. Yeah, absolutely. But he sort of like came up with this. He really had to look at himself because he said that like when he went to the bank. Well, he could probably afford a mirror. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. So, but when he, but when he went to the bank, like he said this story of this person saw his, the total of money and it came up in the millions on in his account. And he said that person's like behavior towards him changed completely. So, then he started thinking this actually sucks. Yeah. So, he started having like real issues with... Oh, am I doing the right thing? Am I not doing the right thing? He like really assessed his values. At one stage, he thought, all right, I can either do one of two things. I can take off and live a life of luxury for the rest of my life mm-hmm. without the bank realizing. And he'd put all his money into like casinos in Spain, he said, if he was to take off, but he couldn't leave his family behind because okay. Okay? he would just disappear off the face of the earth. Amen. So, he's ended up just back in Australia doing the bartending stuff. But Sam... No one believed him because no one actually knew what he was doing. Okay. But he ended up in jail for really? a little... Yeah, for a tiny bit. Well, fraudulent behavior. <laughs> yeah, exactly That's right. understandable. But it was just like... <laughs> it was so interesting to read. But like, I don't get, Josh... So, hang on. He was taking... Money was going into his bank account yeah. that he didn't know what was coming from. Yeah. So, he just like... Do, he found this glitch that he'd be changing from the savings to credit accounts at night time between one and three and the bank wouldn't pick up on it. Well, I reckon the fair, banks. I reckon the banks are it. No, to be uh, fair, probably belongs in jail. <laughs> <laughs> if you're picking up on a glitch with a banking and you're taking advantage of it, yeah, possibly belongs. Sam, in jail. he had it planned though. Like yeah. he had it planned if he was to abandon his family, Mallorca, Spain, and he was just going to live there for the rest of his life. I love how he's. You're sort of making it sound like he's a really great samaritan like <laughs> thinking about his family but he basically had the plan in place but yeah he's, oh, he's something, something has stopped him from but going. you know what he was like on a current affair and people wouldn't believe him no one really came to him and then he had eighty thousand dollars cash apparently that he like offered as a like a good gesture to the bank so he couldn't get taken into jail but i'm pretty sure he spent a little bit of time in jail but is now back but i think in wangaratta working on the bar well shout out to him yeah dan and there's a podcast and that about it but dan saunders Live the life of luxury for six months.
Josh, shall we jump into the quiz? Sam, we should jump into the quiz. And last week, we, look, we are happy to say that that was the funnest quiz we've done. Would you agree? Oh, up there with Nick Butler. Josh. Oh, yes, yes. It's Nick Butler. But with Ryan Shelton, that was just brilliant. Getting lots of great feedback. And Sam, also, if anyone has any people that they can suggest that they would love to hear on the quiz, please send your requests through because we would love to get some people in that the community of the Bromley Lynch show want. We really do. They really do. And if you know anyone, that would be that'd be even handier. And how many did we get last week, Josh? I think it was six out of nine plus not the bonus question. Is that right? That is right. Yeah. That is right. Question one. Affairs that are current. Who will play the new Doctor Who? Acceptable answer will also include the name oh. of the character they played in is another it British? TV so, show. So British. Never been a fan of Doctor Who. No. Josh, do you remember? Sam, I do. Uh, so this takes us back to our <laughs> year six end of year play. This was a big crescendo towards the end of the year for our school. And the school, did, they didn't never ripped off other plays. It wasn't like, just go and do Lay Miz, just go and do Matilda. They created their own and wrote their own music and songs and scripts sam from a teacher's perspective the effort that this school put in was unbelievable okay so it came at the end we're ready grade six sam and i and two of our best mates sam sure and rupert sanks we love the limelight we, we do. do so we wanted the main we wanted the main roles so we we auditioned off our skin <laughs> out of our skin all four of us <laughs> and we were all similar in stature so we we sort of had this we were all great yeah. best mates yeah but there was a like there was because we were so small in stature, all four of us that we stuck together. There yeah. was a bond. Yeah, there know? was so a there brotherly was, bond. And Sam, just letting you know, there was four main male parts and four main female parts. And Josh, let me just reiterate a bond between us all. See, a bond. Yeah. So a very close one. So we us four got the main parts. Okay, so we we get our scripts. We're pumped. We're happy. We're like going to Macca's after school. Mum and Dad, we did it. We're the main role. Like we're in. Yes. We're in. Like next stop Hollywood. Got our scripts. And you know, <laughs> highlighters in the ears, just like lining up the scripts. How am I going to say this? Practicing in the mirror. And Sam, the scripts come. Okay, so I think you and I got about twenty lines each. Rupert got about twenty lines. But poor old Sam Sher had about four lines. No, he, let's say he had half of. He had about ten. Let's had, say that yeah, he had ten, and you could see that he was he was not happy. He came to school off the bus that day, and he, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of love. And so what happened was two days later there was a, a script change. Rewrote though. Re- there was a rewritten script. It was okay. All of a sudden, we had the same amount of lines. Yes. So, Sammy Sher has gone home and realised, nah, this is bullshit. I need more lines. Sam, he's got on to his parents. The parents have got on to the school. The whole entire, you know, the play was in jeopardy there for a little yes. bit. But, you know, it was one of those funny moments with to do with Doctor Who. <laughs> but, my God, that was a moment. We still laugh about it to these days. I was talking about it with him last week. That's great. Sam, who will play? I have no idea. I, I'm going to go with, like... Benedict Cumberbunch. Okay, let's go that. <laughs> Not even close. Nakuti Gatwa. He plays Eric in Sex Education and will be the 14th actor and the first black man to portray the Doctor on Doctor Who. Love it. Oh, never been into Doctor Who. Number two, zero of one. Mm-hmm. Affairs that are current. In the 2022 Australian federal election, the colour teal is mostly associated with what type of candidate? Now, I know uh, this. Yeah, I know this too. I know this. Sam, I it's believe in- it's the Independent Party. I reckon or you're right. not party, the Independent. Yeah. Correct. Well done. Question three, affairs that are current, one of two. 
Which US comedian was tackled on stage during a performance in LA last week? Was it Dave Chappelle? Sam, I believe it was. I think it was Dave Chappelle. Shit time to be a comedian in America at the moment. You get punched in the face or tackled to the ground. Dave Chappelle, very famous comedian. He was tackled on stage by an audience member during a show at the Hollywood Bowl in LA. Was that like some political stunt? Oh, no, I don't know. Someone just loves Dave. Yeah. Question four. We are two of three. Yeah. Entertainment, art and sport. Yep. With 28 medals, who is the most decorated Olympic athlete of all time? Now, I believe... Eric Musambani. No, not quite. Same sport, different person. Yeah. I believe it's the, the fish. Yeah, he has webbing between his feet. Yeah. Has gills in his neck. Yeah. I believe it's Michael Phelps. Sam, were you a fan of Michael Phelps? I think as I, I get was, older, I can. I, I grew to respect how good he was at his craft. Yeah. But I have never been a massive rap for the persona of the whole... Yeah, American swim team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sam, the next best is 18 from Soviet Union gymnast Larisha Latina. Okay, let's get it. Josh, try. we're on a roll. Here. Yeah, we are. This is good. Question five. We are three or four. What sport did Australia's first all-Indigenous team to tour internationally play? I know this. I know very this. well because one of our great friends, Rupert, his mum does a lot of work to celebrate this team. Yes, and it I cricket? believe it's a cricket team from Harrow. Yeah. So they played a grueling schedule, playing 47 matches between May and October and won 14, lost 14 and drew 19. That's a lot of matches. That's a lot of cricket. That's a lot of cricket. Have a look into those that team. It's yeah. really quite an interesting read. They toured England in 1868. That's a long... 1868. Like, so they're boating it over there, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're, they're just... They're on the boat. Yeah. Big trip. Question six, Josh. Entertainment, art and sport. We are four or five. That's good. Miss Americana... Is a 2020 documentary about which singer-songwriter? Americana is also a great pizza. It is. It is a great pizza. It's salami, ham, and oh, salami, cheese. ham, cheese. That's about it. Yeah. Pretty plain. And then, so it. if you want to go to the next step, you go south and you go to the Mexican. Yeah, you do. Which okay. has your capsicum yeah. and your chili. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit hotter. Yeah. And then, I don't know what else. Miss Supremo. Trop- Miss Americana... Is it Great stalling, by Americana. the way. Americana. Uh, no worries. J-Lo? I reckon, I reckon J-Lo. Were you thinking J-Lo? Like Latino. Yeah. Feel. Taylor, oh, Taylor Swift. Swift. She's common. She in does this. a lot of stuff. I think we know who Sammy uh, yeah, has, card. A, has a bit of a crush on. He does. Celebrity crush on Taylor Swift. Sam, it follows her life over several years of her career and was released by Netflix. Sam- oh, fuck, I've seen this. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. I just didn't know the name of it. It's a really good documentary. Yeah. I really recommend it. <laughs> well, I can't tell you the name, but it's really good. Sam, we are four of history, geography, science. Is an ocelot a type of antelope, a wild cat, or a bird of prey? O C E L O T. So back to your um, ocelot. So you also a pizza lot with the lot. <laughs> it's a pizza with the lot. Yeah. I'm going with a bird of prey. I just feel like an ocelot would kill things. Yeah, it's got it's got the name. Do you know what I mean? Like an ocelot comes in. David Attenborough would have said ocelot before. Yeah, this ocelot, this ocelot. Wildcat. You're right. But he definitely would have said it. Yeah, he definitely would have said it because of the ocelot. It's a medium-sized spotted wild cat native to the U.S. That would Central America freak me out. 
What animal would you love to see in the wild? I would love to see like a gorilla in the wild, like yep. a silverback ape. ape in the wild. I'm a grizzly bear. Really? Yeah. But like obviously a distance. a distance. I was watching a 60 minute thing the other day about a, a man who pretty much has this bond with the grizzly bear. It's quite incredible. But Josh, you know, the, if, the dangerous thing about that is, okay, we as humans have bonds with people, but even the closest of bonds mm. crack the shits at each other. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's a human cracking the shits at you, that's not too bad. If it's a grizzly bear yeah. in a relationship with cool. cracking the shits, it just bites your head off. <laughs> okay. Sam, you should have seen how tall it this thing was. It caused you to death. Sam, you should have seen how tall this thing was. It was like nine foot. Oh. Nine foot. Question eight. So, we are four of seven. My turn. Yep. What is the third largest city in Victoria by population? So, so Melbourne is one. I reckon Geelong, Geelong is two. two. It's either Bendigo, Bendigo or Ballarat. Or the hometown of Ballarat. I'm going And those ben- people outside of Ballarat and Bendigo say that they're the same thing. I've been to both. I've lived in one. Yeah. They are definitely not the same thing, okay? That's a very sort of... Stereo- no, it's a, it's a lazy <laughs> summation of the two towns, I believe. Yeah. Go and experience them both and tell me that they're the same. Yeah. Because they're not. They're not at all. I reckon I, it's Bendigo. I have a feeling it's Bendigo as well. Ballarat, shit. shit, shit. So Melbourne, four and a half million. Mm-hmm. Geelong, one hundred eighty-seven, and climbing. Mm-hmm. Ballarat, one hundred three thousand eight hundred, and then Bendigo, ninety-four thousand. See, people are moving out of Bendigo into Ballarat. Ballarat. You know why? The lake, Lake Wendereek, Lake Wendereek, Sovereign Hill. Now people say, people from outside of Ballarat say, yeah. "Oh, what do you got a lake? Yeah, you got a lake." You know, I sort of would agree with them back in the day, yeah. but now whenever I go to. Be- to Ballarat mm. I need to do a lap of the lake oh, no. I need to do a Drive around the lake The old man No matter where he went In Ballarat Driving Would always go to a lap Fire of the, the lake Fire the lake yep. He'd give himself An extra five minutes Lap of the lake Then go do the groceries Yep Question nine We're four, four of eight. eight Eight Yeah What does a twitcher Observe Don't overthink it Does a twitcher observe Is a twitcher Like The instrument That civil engineers use to go like to see how much traffic there is, you know how that every now and then, like it twitches every time a car goes over it. I'm just trying to guess. You here. you you said before you said that don't overcomplicate it. I just did. You just did. <laughs> <laughs> you did. What, what does a what, twitcher? What, what do you got for me? A twitcher tweets tweets tweets. It sounds like a, a position in Harry Potter's Quidditch. In Quidditch. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. I'm going with that. All right, we'll go with it. It's birds. birds. See, I reckon we overcomplicated. Oh, overcomplicated. Yeah, Twitch. yeah. See, Twitch. Twitter, Twitter, Twitch, Twitch, Twitch. birds. Twitch. Should have been birds. Yeah, yeah. yeah Should. How fucking boring would that be? No, people love it, Josh. Do they? People love it. Really? Observing birds. Would you? No. <laughs> bonus question. Yeah, bonus question, question. ten. Sam, we're going really shit at the moment. So, Josh, and I don't think we're going to go well because I've just read over this question and I don't even know what one of the words is. <laughs> <laughs> Auslan is a. Portmanteau. 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 Yeah. Of which three words? Australian. No, no, no. It's Auslan. So it's a relationship with three different countries. So Australian. I've got no idea. Is this something we should know? Like, just give us a like a, a nod SD card if this is something we should know. Yeah, he's nodded. That was a very disappointing. Yeah, it was. Well. It was like a. <laughs> <laughs> he was Auslan, like, Auslan, Auslan. He's going to really Australian. Auslan, I've seen this before. I've Jesus sw- Christ! I did international politics. I, I swear this was a topic. You reckon? Auslan. Do you know what I loved about international politics? Yeah. 
The Auslan. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Which was what? Australian language. Yeah, language. They need a third one. Yeah. Auslan, so it's confusing because it's three words, but it's two syllables. <laughs> Auslan, I've got no idea. No. Australian Sign Language. Should have oh, we known yeah. that? Yeah, probably. I probably should have. As a teacher, I probably should have. But anyway, you win some and you lose some, Sam. So you do. Auslan is the majority sign language of the Australian deaf community. Should have definitely known that, especially after like the last two years where you see the sign language so much now with Daniel Andrews and... Everyone ready to go? Yeah, everyone yeah. ready to go. Dates, Dates back, back around 200 years. Well, I think they need... No, I'm not even... <laughs> what I will say... <laughs> what I will say... Go on. Is people will accuse us of not knowing that. Hmm. But they don't know what it's like to be in the quiz. Yeah, exactly. Okay? So your brain doesn't quite work the same. Yeah. The pressures of this quiz are starting to really show. Yeah, they but are. But Josh, you know what What will happen? Yeah. Is that we're going to bounce back from this. Yeah. Because you can't be on top every week. Yeah. We're probably going to get a guess yeah. that will also help us. Yeah, that's it. Sam, just back to the sign language thing. Incredible inventing that and creating that. Unbelievable. Yeah. Fun job in a way, like making sign language that are meant to be... You know, helpful verbal. for people. Yeah. That's unreal. It is. Sam, what's been happening with you, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's what's happening with you? Talk to me. Sam, look into my eye. It, talk to me. Okay, I will. I will. Uh, I'm just trying to think what's going on for this week. Yeah. I'm just trying to get ahead of the game. Yeah. I'm coaching the school footy side. Oh, are you? Yes. Yeah, I'm thinking... I'm trying to... We need direct football. Yeah, we need direct football. It's only a one-off thing, so they play three games round robin. Mm-hmm. I want direct football. I don't want skirmishes. I don't want skirmishes. We don't have time for that. And I want people celebrating teamwork and yep. team-based skills. So, shepherding, tackling, those sorts of things. I love to hear, I love it. Yeah. And I want to rev up. Yeah. I want, I want to hear back about the rev up you give. I will be giving a rev up. Josh, you know how we're talking about flights yeah. at the start of the pod? Yeah. I'm actually going on my first flight ever to, to the Goldie. No, since <laughs> since um since COVID, like a work for oh 20, since COVID 20, since 2019 November 2019, I was last up at uh, Noosa. Oh, great for spot. a wedding. Yeah, and this will be the first flight. Love that. So I'm really looking forward to to getting out and and going to surf as paradise. Yeah, some meter maids. Yes, Warwick Kappa. Kappa. But no, I'm really looking forward to going out and uh, I'm going out to dinner by myself. Yes. Okay, I'm going to go to dinner by myself. What are you thinking? I'm thinking I've been told a really good Indian restaurant yep. on Surfers Paradise, yep. and I just can't wait to wake up the next morning. You know how it gets light up in the surfers <laughs> yep. at like three in the morning. <laughs> I can't wait to get up. Go for a walk, go for a swim, potentially get caught in a rip. It's yeah. going to be great. <laughs> so, I'm really looking forward to, to getting up and, and experiencing travel again. Yeah. And Sam, some people have that sort of affiliation with Surfers Paradise as a what, like negative not, experience. Not a negative thing. So, I'm looking forward to you going out there by yourself as an older male, or older person, mature yeah. person. Yeah. And seeing what, if you can really just like grab all the positives out of it. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be going to any of the worlds. Oh. Don't have time. It's a it's an overnight trip. I feel very. It feels very adult. Are you I'm feeling going for adult? a work trip? I'm feeling it's very adult trip. If you were if you go if you were given a half a day, mm-hmm. which world would you go to? Jeez, that's a great question. I think it would be Wet and Wild. Wet and Wild was always the the favourite of the lot yeah. back in the day. But like somewhere like Movie World now, I yeah. think would be pretty fun. 
yeah, with the be. roller coasters. And I would probably make the the height. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, good. back in the day, it was like, you know, mum and the relatives would say, "We're going to the Goldie." Oh, fuck, not again! I won't be able to go on any rides. <laughs> Too small. Yeah, I know. Sam, have fun on the Goldie. I will. I'm looking forward to you reporting back. I can't wait to report back. And Sam, I love you. I love you too. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe and join the family. And follow us on Instagram at Bromley Lynch. You won't regret it. <laughs>